I think we're going to take this podcast a little bit more seriously than MLS teams did CONCACAF Champions League. You're tuned into the Union Soccer Podcast right here on the Union Soccer Blog Substack, unionsoccerblog.substack.com. All ran by one of the co-hosts of the show, Joe Tanzi. You can follow him at jtanzi90 on Twitter, and I also host this fine podcast, John Jansen at jjansen34. Joe, let's get silly, man, because <laughs> CONCACAF Champions League is just silly. It's all about silliness. We, yeah, we're, we promise to put more effort into uh, <laughs> Hopefully, this pod- I think so. <laughs> into this podcast than Austin FC did in the Dominican Republic last night. Woof. Um, there isn't much to talk about from that game, and that's a good thing. Um, dog, dog, good dog. boys. Good I mean, boys. My, twi- my Twitter feed is still... Lighting up with retweets about the good boy in El Salvador last night. Um, My favorite reaction to that was definitely because obviously for us, it's really funny. Yeah. For a player, though, in the middle of a game, I saw Jose Martinez's reaction. He's like, come on, man. It's <laughs> like, this is what this game is going to be. This is what we're doing. This field's already trash. Yeah. And like, we got dogs running on the field. It's not like a cat. There's a dog. Everybody knows a dog is there, and everybody knows that the dog has been running around and nobody did anything. Cats, you know, they could sneak by, you know? You don't know if a cat's going to be there. Here's But here's, a dog? And that wasn't a tiny dog. That was a big dog. Here, here's the thing. You want that to be the most eventful yeah, right? part yeah, of, no, you're absolutely. of a trip to Central America in the CONCACAF Champions League. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, we have fun with it, but, like, Let's give Jim Curtin some credit. Let let's let's do it right off the bat. Um we've heard how many times in the last six weeks we have depth, we're gonna rotate, fifty-five games, all this kind of jazz. And then look, I wasn't surprised and well we can touch on Inter Miami in a second too, because we haven't recorded since then. The turnaround was too quick. Um he got. I think he did the right thing with his lineup at Inter Miami because you're gonna have. It's your second match day of of MLS play. What's the point of of take giving these guys off when it even sounds just odd to do that when you're like, hey, it's the <laughs> second week of match play. It's your second game of the season. Yeah. Why would you let guys rest? Exactly. Play? It's 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 very weird to me and like I. I I know there were differing opinions on, on how Jim should have approached that game. I thought he he did what he could have, and looking at Miami was just the better team, and, and that's just kind of how that goes. And I know people were disappointed with the performance, but um, Inter Miami's going to be a top-five team in, in Major League Soccer. And by the way, when we get to the betting preview, we're going we're gonna to really closely analyze that because Messi is now out of the Champions League. Who cares about winning Lego for the I don't know the third or fourth time, probably no second time. What are you about to say here, Joe? But, but who who what cares? Are you about to say here? Who cares if PSG wins Lego or any um, any cup competition in France? All they care about is the Champions League, and they've, they've struck on struck out on that. So now we're we're hitting the accelerator towards Messi to Miami if it's going to happen. Like the, this, like if if I was. David Beckham and, and Jorge Mas and, and anyone in the power structure at Inter Miami, I'm on the phone to Messi's agent like the second that game against Bayern ends today, and just reinforcing, hey, like, want to come here? Y- you can. Uh, Don Garber is gonna move 
move literal water and buildings and whatever he can to get you here. Let's talk about it. Inner Miami is going to be a problem. I think I kind of hinted at that last week. They're going to be very good. And this goes back to... Can I just say, though... The Miami thing, the announcer's like, this is an incredible statement win! I'm like, dude, we're two Well, no, games. everybody does that. I mean, that's, I mean... We're two games into this But that's season. what you're going to get. That, <laughs> like, but the that's Union have to travel to Central America in a few days, and the Union are two games into the... Which, by the way, they didn't play well when they were in uh, Champions League last year. They didn't really take the season seriously until they yeah. got, what, to June, July, and then they started going on that streak and looked like the Union. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. It, I get it. I get it. It's like a good win for Miami. It really was. It was a good performance, good win. And obviously, as you said, you know, they're a, a, potentially a top five team. All that stuff. I get it. But like the over the top statement win, Miami has arrived. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> let's, let's calm that down a little bit. Yeah. But you're going to get that this year against with every win against every the win Union. against the Union, right? That, that's, every win against that's, the Union. That's what the Union have. Because I think I'm deserved. echoing the same sentiments that a lot of people on Twitter I was seeing from a lot of the Union faithful mm-hmm. uh, potential listeners to the podcast here that were sharing the same like, okay, what <laughs> are we are we going too over the top? But you're right, brace yourselves because anytime yeah. a team beats the Union, that's what the story also, is. Also, yeah, like th- this is. And this is now this is a national deal now. This isn't JP spinning the way in, in the union's direction. Like this is. And I'm not saying oh, JRP, that, like, JP's barely saying a word a minute um, by the time that game gets to the final but, ten fifteen. But like th- th- this is what. But it's different. Yeah, this, this is, is what, what a MLS national deal on Apple TV is. Yes, yeah. you are the 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 top dog in the Eastern Conference, and you're going to be treated as such, and that's what comes with it. To enter Miami real quick, this is going to be a kind of an MLS, I guess, 1.5, 2.0 that some diehards will get. Um, who is it? Um, why am I escaping the midfielder's name <laughs> off the top of my head? This is going to be, a great, on, co- this is going to be a great comparison. Wow. And then Your I just brain forgot, forgot one name out of a billion that you know? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, the midfield they have with... Um, Gregor and you got it. and John Mota. Yeah, that could be. Um, thank you, thank you, appreciate that. Um, <laughs> My bad. I know the one time I'm, you I'm don't on the know twel- a name. I'm on the twelfth hour of a of a championship <laughs> weekday. Excuse me if I can't can't remember Gregor's name off the top of my head. Um, there are so many people listening to that. Like, come on, Joe. Yeah, land the what plane. Do you, mean you don't know. Him? Land the plane, Joe. Let's do it now. <laughs> Gregor and John Mota could be uh, Inter Miami's version of the Galaxy's Juninho and Marcelo Sarvis from the early 2010s when Bruce Arena had the Galaxy at a a high level with Robbie Keane, AJ De La Garza, Sean Franklin, Linda Donovan, that type of, of team. I'm not saying Inter Miami is going to go on and win trophies, but I think that type of impact in the middle of the field is what they're going to bring. And that's going to be a massive, massive thing because. If Messi does come, Inter Miami already has that foundation. That, can I just like still say we you've you've mentioned Messi yeah. uh, like a few times on this podcast. Well, like, no, and it's still yeah. wild. It's wild that my brain is just like, excuse me, that's, that's what we're talking about. But right it would have been even more wild if Cristiano Ronaldo ended up at Sporting Kansas City, which was oh my god, yeah, I, I right? still I still don't believe was a thing. 
Ah, it's um, the home of legends. Patrick Mahomes recruiting Ronaldo. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Ronaldo wouldn't last about one week in Kansas City. No, he, um, <laughs> you don't, don't think, think he likes barbecue? I don't think there's many. <laughs> I don't think there's many luxury places in Missouri and Kansas. The manufactured, like, here's Renato loving Kansas City. He's, like, eating a plate of ribs. You're like, you know he's not going to eat that. He's at at Joe's Barbecue. He's next to Andy Reid. He's like, who's who's this fat man with a mustache talking to me right now? Why why is he wearing all red and look like the Kool-Aid man? Oh who, my is, God. who is this guy? Why am I here? But yeah, you know the first bit of pandering to Kansas City would have been like, oh, him and Patrick Mahomes. You're like, oh, I understand that. That yeah. one's easy to get. But then, yeah, it just gets further, and you're like, whoa, he would do none of this In an alternate universe, Andy He's eating a cheeseburger with Andy, <laughs> Andy Reid. In an alternate universe, Andy Reid and Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> sharing a dinner at a Kansas City steakhouse <laughs> is just... I just I can would only lo- imagine. I would, love, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that. That, that would have been great. Um, let's get this thing back on track. Yeah, so um, it's not as fun with Messi to Miami because you're like, cool. He's it's expected. You get all it. The, it's Miami. All the guys vacation in Miami. There's yeah, a Formula One Grand Prix yeah. there now. Like all the all the you Europeans understand that there. one. Yeah, you understand it. So my point here with with Inter Miami is they're very good. They have a foundation in place. Uh, the one thing they lacked before Phil Neville came in was structure, and they have a lot of structure now. They're going to be good. Um, I may be tooting their horn a little too much, but that's the potential I believe they have. And if Messi comes, Inter-Miami is the union's biggest competitor in the East. And that's not a far-off statement to make. Um, so, yeah, losing 2 nothing there, it happens. Um, are it, Were there minds elsewhere? Maybe. But you can excuse, again... You know, this is the line we used all season long, and I did in the breakdown I used uh, on Saturday night. You can excuse a 2 nothing loss on the road against a top team in the East across a 34-game schedule. Because we forgot about that very quickly on Tuesday night. We were so laser-focused on CONCACAF Champions League, and they come out with a 0-0 draw with a a really a mishmash of of players and I, I it's not lost on me that Jesus Bueno who has been at this club what two three years now and hasn't done a damn thing for the first team is all of a sudden starting on the road in El Salvador in Champions League and is arguably one of the three best players in the field that's that speaks volumes to where First of all, the player and the improvement he's willing to make, but also speaks to the union and the structure around it and everything in place to help him improve. And to me, that's the the big example of where this depth can be. Yes, Damian Lowe played well. Andres Perea played well. Um, some sharpness up top has to be figured out for sure, but I don't know what you really expected out of a, a Quinn Sullivan, uh, Chris Donovan Strike pairing, that's something you wanted um, to get 60 minutes out of and hope you got a goal. And if you got that goal, uh, it kind of would have been lucky. Let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, no real no real complaints about the, the game in El Salvador. I mean, we come away, you know, since we last recorded, with a loss that we're not going to think about in about two weeks. Nope. And probably we've already forgotten about. I've already forgotten about it. And a scoreless draw on the road 
that sets you up next Tuesday for what should be, what should be. And how quickly did for, did we forget all of those losses or bad results in like April? Correct. And during and, and Champions League last what was, year, what was we the, quickly forgot. Well, what was the point we made last year, and then two years ago when Champions League was going on the first time? As long as the results aren't compounded, as long as they're not consecutive, where the the mistakes breed more mistakes. If they're just an isolated game, no one's going to play a perfect 34 games. You'd be insane to think they would. Uh, it just in league play. You know, there's all all these other competitions they got. So, yeah, I'm okay with that because of how they responded. Now the reaction to the Miami game is different. A few days after. If they lay an egg in El Salvador, like Austin FC did against Violet FC, um, a Haitian team playing their home game in the Dominican Republic, I mean, that's that's inexcusable. And that's the reality Austin FC now has to face. Whereas the Union, come home, go, go win a game at home like you've done countless times in the last two years. And oh, by the way, we talked about the gifts of the schedule makers with having to fly only from Miami to El Salvador. Now the Chicago Fire come in to Subaru Park on Saturday. And that's a game you should have wrapped up, if not by halftime, uh, within the first 60 minutes. I want to talk about Chris Donovan. What a, wild, what a wild game he had. <laughs> Savage. What, what, what a wild situation to be in just in general. Yes. For and Chris Donovan. He is running all over the field, giving insane amount of effort. Actually, what kind of surprised me? He's kind of fast. Did I notice that? Like he kind of has some speed. Uh, I, like I it was, it was moving. I, I was surprised. Man, this this kid's definitely moving a bit. But he's out there with the mask. He runs like a baby deer, and he's running pretty fast. And he's just moving as fast as he can, just and and with reckless abandon everywhere and it led to some oh my gosh man he almost made that and that was kind of crazy i think i'm thinking more of the header mm-hmm. uh and then which he also, immediately blamed on the mask that was great yeah which i, I get it <laughs> right how many that, times do you have to do a header off a mask that takes but then for, he was just doing move. random bad stuff and then there were some good things in there uh if there's any one thing that was sort of that i will Certainly register my brain of, oh, yeah, I remember that game. It'll be the game that Chris Donovan just went bananas uh, in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, look, there was a, there was the one breakaway moment in the first half where if he, if A, if he's on a better field, he can one touch around the, the goalkeeper and maybe deposit that. I mean, that field was great. Yeah, right. Um, and instead he tries to dive um, and try and bait the referee into a call, and that was uh, just a very bad attempt at a dive. Um average performance but that's when you look at how this team it's so funny because it's it was massive ups and massive downs which just average out well yeah (laughs) (laughs) so whereas donovan gave like a lot of effort and the finishing was awful quinn sullivan his goal was literally to just run like a bulldog be a a terror to the defense and that's it that was that was quinn sullivan's role it wasn't a defined position. It wasn't, hey, you're going to play one-two passes with Joaquin Torres on, on this awful field in El Salvador. No, he was there to just be the effort guy. So I was more impressed with Sullivan than Donovan, obviously. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say in the third game of the season, let's be concerned about the number three striker role. 
Um, we'll cross that bridge if we have to at some point, probably in May, May or June. I'm not, not ready to have that conversation uh, with a very small sample size. Um, it is going to be interesting. That's probably the number one question mark at this point because all these other depth pieces, Damian Lowe, Andres Perea, Joaquin Torres, end up might being in that striker conversation, we'll see, um, are all proven commodities. And you don't have proven commodities outside of Carranza and Ua up top. So, uh, again, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But A for effort. And that's kind of all Jim Curtin wanted. Yeah. He wanted effort. Oh, yeah, this he is, wanted effort yeah. from those two. They weren't anonymous. I'll give them that. Also, the other thing I realized is Damian Lowe and El, Sal- El Salvador. Uh, I can't even say it. Good Lord. Uh, but there in, in Central America is a massive human being because yeah. he looked <laughs> so big. And even Jim Curtin, when he's doing the handshake, he's like, man, he looks like a giant. But Lowe, and look, it, it was so funny to see that because the union were like getting some of these penalties and yellow cards and giving away some free kicks. I thought mostly because they were just so much bigger than the other squad. And it just resulted in those players just going like flopping around everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it looked like, cause it looked like, I think it was, I think it was low. um, Perea had a few as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might've been Perea who just missled in and it looked terrible when you realize, wait, that guy's just really small. And, yeah, it probably wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, look, they had they definitely had the the advantage in the aerial department, and look, I think Damian, all I was I dreaming of was, was really just good. Corey Burke. What it would be like if he he was out there darting in the middle of the box Corey, Corey, with the guy Wagner corner going in. Corey Burke probably would have picked up a yellow card faster than Jose <laughs> yeah, Martinez in that game. No, because he he would have just gone full throttle into a center back. And just out of just like pure hustle, created a. Uh, a he would have absolutely pummeled somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bowl in the china shop. That that would have not been the, the best game for him. No. Or maybe it would have no. if the, bal- could, if the right. ball bounced the, the right way. Um, Damian Lowe was really good. Yeah, I thought um, so. Absolutely. But again, not much was created. Like as bad as the field was for the Union to try and create, Alianza had even more trouble trying to create. Like, at least there were very few instances where, like, Joaquin Torres is trying to get one, two touches. He's 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 actually trying to, to do something with it. Um, but, I don't know. There, there, were certain, there were certain parts of that performance that you can't judge players off of. Say, uh, like, the forwards and their combination with Joaquin Torres. Um but defensively, I mean, there was rarely a foot wrong, and uh, oh, defensively was, they were sound. When when yeah. there was, they they covered. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have an issue with the defensive performance, and I think that look, you're going to see more rotation out of the center backs this year. You need that. Um, I know Jacob Glesnes hit the uh, the milestone of it was what 75 straight starts. It's a crazy milestone. Um, that's going to come to an end at yeah, some point. Has to. It's just. That that's coming to an end somewhere in April, uh, when hopefully there's Champions League quarterfinals to talk about because um that's when you need him in, in that type of game. So yeah. Um I guess to put a bow in the Alianza game, it was exactly what they needed. It was a draw that felt like a win. And you set yourself up. Um I think Jim Curtin is 
maybe giving Alianza a little too much respect with the way he kind of broke down the, the second leg in, in his press conference afterwards. He gave a, a lot of respect to Alianza and they have better players, or they have, they have not better players, but they have good players and they have to take him seriously. He's saying all the, the right things that a coach should say, but I think in the back of his mind, you know, he can't. He went, oh, in Philadelphia with yeah. my usual starting 11? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be fine. Well, that, that's, that, well, that's now the. The I guess the conundrum you face because you're playing a really bad Chicago Fire team on Saturday, but it's a team you have to beat. Um, you win those home games. Good teams, great teams do that. But also balancing, well, who do you want on the field to start on Tuesday? So that's kind of the 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 balancing act you have. I think Jack Elliott's getting a rest on uh, on Saturday in some capacity. I would think. Um, I think obviously Glesnes is starting, but who's who's partnering Glesnes is the first thing I would look at. Um, just based on the, the rotations, though, like I, I'm still committed to the 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 take that he's going to punt on the Montreal game after the the second leg of Champions League because the majority of the starters outside of Wagner, Jack Elliott, and Andre Blake and you can rotate the center backs if you really want to on Saturday. He might not. Um, I think a lot of those guys are going uh, two games. I think they're going Saturday. I think they're going Tuesday. Like I think that's how it's set up. And if Jim is really doing this this depth managing, which he started with on, on Tuesday night, um, I think that the ideal situation for that is, is two Saturdays from now in Montreal. Because it's on turf. It's a road game. Uh, you can get away with playing for a draw for 60 minutes. So I think he, he gave the, the proper rest to the starters, but now I think the message is, all right, we're back. We're at home. We don't have to travel. Um, and if you beat Chicago soundly, maybe the reward is wholesale changes in the 60th. I think that's the way he should approach it, uh, now knowing who is on the field in El Salvador. Yes, I imagine it's going to be that. They're Look, they're probably going to – Put it on Chicago a little bit, especially they're new, right? You you get that loss to Miami and you get a, a draw, obviously, they, which is something that they wanted against Alianza. But when Chicago's coming into town, you know that's it, that's screaming one of those four-one Union type games or four nothing or whatever, whatever those scores were you want to pluck from in the month of July yeah. from last year. Um, I'd be perfectly okay if they went, um, they went up two nothing. Just sat back, started rotating in the in the sixteenth yep. minute. Yeah, and, absolutely, and won the game two nothing. Like, it doesn't have to be four one on Saturday. Absolutely, does not have to be. But if you can get those early goals and that sixtieth minute point where the subs are made, um, I think that's a very good starting point to at least give some guys a little bit of rest, knowing full well that it's going to go Saturday, Tuesday with the starters. Like, I, I, I think that's the way you got to go. You're at home. You attack it the way you want to do it at home and uh, kind of harp on what, what Jim Curtin said in, in preseason where there's going to be different lineups for different situations, uh, whether it be getting a road draw in El Salvador, getting home points, going for it. Um, I think you saw the, the road draw lineup on Tuesday, and that worked. And I think you're going to see something similar in Montreal. Um I think these two games go for it, kind of show who you are, 
beat one of the worst teams in the East and then just make a statement at home in Champions League and, and show that you're you're taking it one seriously, but also then like, hey, this is we could be a real contender for this. Yeah, does it I guess speak to because of what happened with Austin? Like I think it does speak to Jim and the union are very much they've been there, they've done that, they just they're so well oiled at this point that they know how to handle these situations. Jim has been really good handling multiple match days uh, in a week. That's something that has happened for a few years now that he's been a part of. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just think seeing how Austin got completely boat raced and the way the union have handled this doing well, it's just, I think one of those, again, another example of the union just, they have a plan and they're very, very strict with their plan. They know exactly what to do with their plan and, so far, a lot of the times it's worked out really well. And I guess this is just another example to me that speaks to well, I think just it, how good the union have been. Well, I think it actually um, needs to be noted that Orlando did the same thing as the union. One yeah. on the road got a scoreless draw at Tigres. Like, it, was ju- it was just awesome that completely bottled their strategy. Um, look, Jim admitted it last night in the, in the presser. You know, he doesn't like making more than four changes because they are very analytically sound. Um, and the data shows there's a drop-off, but you have to balance the the feel for these games, the, the schedule, and the analytics, and that's what they did. Um, I'm more impressed with Orlando's result, if you're looking at MLS as a whole, because they played a Mexican team uh, in Tigres, who's very, very good, um, and got a scoreless draw there. Um, the Union's... 1.75 team getting a uh, a scoreless draw on a really crappy field in El Salvador. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, that, that ranks number two, obviously, on the on the results for CCL for MLS teams on Tuesday night. Um, but it wasn't a loss. And the goal always in these two-legged ties is you can, can't win them, but you can lose them. Yes, you can. And that yes. you know, the Union and Orlando didn't lose them. Uh, and Austin did, and then you know their, your strategy gets completely screwed for the weekend in MLS. Like they're going to have to punt on that game at RSL um, this weekend because they they need to be a hundred percent. Right? I mean, they got to score four goals, <laughs> uh, which they could. It could happen, but um, it's a lot more work to do. So you'd yeah. much rather be in the union's position. And this, obviously, we put a bow there on uh, the Alianza game, but just. Kind of moving forward, did we learn anything about rotation for the Union? Did we learn anything about, you know, obviously third striker, I don't think we're going to learn that for quite a while, as you just mentioned earlier. But, you know, a guy like Damian Lowe uh, and a few others, you know, is there anything you did learn about the rotation? And so maybe not just, you know, those guys individually, but some pairings that you can put on the, on the, the pitch together. Um, is there anything you've learned about kind of the rotation in the last couple games? Um, no, because it's what we thought it would be. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no surprise. Oh, we thought it would be decent, yeah. Yeah. It turns no, out it is. Yeah. There's no surprises in, in who's going to back up who. Um, yeah, I don't really have... I think the other concern you're going to have is when does... And this is looking probably weeks, months in the future... When does Kai Wagner get those breaks, and how 
how is that managed? Is it Matt Real or is it Baizo and Harry on, on the field at the same time? Because that's that's the reality of the decision there. Um, so if that if when that happens, that will be interesting. And the, the third striker thing is is also interesting, but how does Joaquin Torres, like, is he only going to be in the 10 role or is he actually going to feature as an out-and-out striker at some point like he has off the bench uh, in the in the two MLS games? That's going to be interesting to follow, but other than that, I think all the, the positions are pretty set. Um, I think those are just... And, and does Andre Blake get a uh, break at, at some point in MLS play? Like, that's really all... Uh, you're looking at in terms of things we don't know about the rotation. So let's move on. I know you mentioned the Chicago game and kind of how we think it's going to go, especially rotations. But uh, what about Chicago coming up here? Look, I'm looking at MLS power rankings, Joe, and like a 26 St. Louis, 27 Colorado, 28 Vancouver. Oh, oh, last there at 29? Chicago! They stink. So what... Anything to be worried about this game? Uh, anything with Chicago that should be of note before heading into this one? Chicago's in their perpetual cycle of... Suck? Maybe we can get this right this time. Like, it, it's cool that they you know, they sold Slanina to Chelsea and, and John Duran to Aston Villa, but that doesn't mean anything to the, the fans because you don't have any success on the field. Like, what are you going to do with all this money? Um I mean, they completely, um, they handed, um, they handed the union, what, a million dollars for Casper Shabilko? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> how's that going? Like, like, think about it this way. Like, that is like the epitome of the bad decision making in Chicago, or they thought Casper Shabilko would be their answer at Ford. Uh, Ernst Tanner just, I mean, he, he schooled them. That's the only way to, to really put it. He just, he took the, the Chicago fire to town on negotiation tactics and, and sold Shabilko at a, his, his highest price. Um, and even then, like you could tell he was, he was not going to be as good as he was when he first, when he first debuted for the union. So yeah, that was kind of the epitome of the, the peculiar signings that the Chicago Fire have made. And um, they're trying to get it right, but, man, they're not they're not there yet. No, by the way, they've only played one game uh, because we're now in this weird 29 teams where Chicago was actually supposed to be the only team um, that got off in week one. We know what happened with El Trafico. But, I mean, Shakiri's is a very good player, but in this setup – what can he do? Um, yeah, it's just nothing about the Chicago Fire really, really in, entices you. Uh, you know, the only concerning part is you hope you don't get to the 60, 65th minute and you're tied, and, and Kai Kamara comes on and does what Kai Kamara does. Like that's re- that's really the only concern you would have if you're the union about Chicago. Which yeah, this pod like this months. is this sounds like a pod that's right. That's a you know. For a match week of Chicago, good lord, man! There's nothing like there's just nothing no. you could say about Chicago that's going to be remotely interesting, right? Actually, like let's let's <laughs> let's let's do this. How can you do that? Let, let's let's do this. Let's let's make it a little fun because we ha- do have a few days 
um, <laughs> in between games. Um, after you're done listening to this, um, we're going to challenge the listeners, whether it be in the comments on the Substack or at Union Soccer Pod on Twitter. Say um, your nicest thing about Chicago. Say one <laughs> nice thing about the Chicago Fire. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's our that's our challenge. We're gonna we're gonna be nice this year. Um, it's early. There's a lot of time to get feisty with each other. Well, we it's have just no because right now, because Joe, when we have these matches coming up and we're talking about the Union, it's kind of just yeah, the Union are gonna probably win this game. I mean, there's not a lot of juice there. So instead of just, hey, the Union are going to kill them, how about Chicago? Say some nice things about Chicago. So, yeah, tweet us or like the city. Or the or can we can we include also just nice things about Chicago in general? No, we ha- no, it has, to be, it has to be the fire. It okay. has to be about the fire. I don't care if it's about the 1998 Chicago fire or the, or the, or the oh, the franchise, not just yeah, this iteration yeah. of it. Just say nice you, things about the franchise we're, we're gonna, of the Chicago fire gonna, before they get as, pummeled this week. Issue a challenge, make sure everyone's listening to the end here. We're gonna do the say something nice about the Chicago Fire challenge. Do we have a do we have a prize to give away? Um, no, not yet. For our favorite, oh, no. we should. We'll figure something. We, we might. Uh, yeah, we, we might figure it. Uh, yeah, forget what I just said. Hey, yeah, look, maybe, if we get some maybe. of the if we get some replies here and they're good, you know, we'll figure something out for next time. Then yeah, uh, here, here's here's the caveat here. If if these replies suck or we get like two, we're not gonna we're not gonna turn this into something. But if you guys do get creative and and look, there are you know. Two days, Thursday and Friday, and, and all day Saturday afternoon, um, to come up with something creative. If we like what we see, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do a reward. Maybe we'll we'll figure I love something. It. I out. can't wait, Joe, to read uh, the few like backhanded. Compliments you guys are creative. Going to come through. You, it's going to be people, so much fun. You people out there, I know you're creative. Um, make us laugh. Uh, say something nice about the Chicago Fire. Yeah, also good luck. <laughs> All right, so Joe, we're going to end it there. We are going to have also a betting preview as well that's going to come Wait, out. should we say something nice about the Chicago Fire to get this started? You go first, then. Um, they've, they've produced a lot of American head coaches. No. That Whoa. 2001 Bob Bradley team. They've, 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 Bob Bradley produced a lot of head coaches when he was there. That's that's all I got. Um, I will go with Casper Shabilko being the most bonkers looking ass name that I can actually say correctly. Is that a nice thing though? That's really nice. I love that name. I love Shabilko. How many how many and times the fact that I can say Casper Shabilko and that be correct. Usually, Joe, if I look at a name like that, I'm punting. I'm punting more than Jim Curtin against a Central America squad in the first leg of a CONCACAF Champions League game. John, I don't think I'm that's punting. a nice... I don't think you, you got the point of this assignment. That was not no, a nice No, that's a thing. nice... I love the name, Casper Shabilko. Like it's Kasper such a great name. name. I love saying his name, Casper Shabilko. Is it not fun to say? I, I hope everyone listening... Casper Shabilko. I hope everything... Casper... Every- I it's ho- a, by the way, Casper. I love Casper the Friendly Ghost. I hope everyone out there comes up with something. I think it's a good one. Far I more think creative than John one. Jansen. I think it's John. Good one. John has set the bar remarkably low for all of you. Do better. I love his name. It, does he not have a great I name? Love, I love his name. I do. Casper Shabilko. It's the cool. It's if the. If you say it, it's if the, you say it as many times as you have, like that, he's got to score this weekend. That so I would, name. I would suggest you to stop. That name looks like, 
Like, have you ever seen a bunch of notes come at you you're on still, expert you're in still guitar going on hero? About this. Have you ever seen a bunch of notes come at you when you're on expert mode in guitar hero and you're like, man, that's really overwhelming. Like, I can't read all of that. Uh, that's like Shabilko's name. And the fact that I can say it, I feel like I'm on expert level of, we, of pronunciation. At, at when some, I say his at name, at some point, I feel like I've reached expert tier, like Guitar Hero. We, we've spent five minutes too many talking about Casper Shabilko in 2023, um, but at some point this year, <laughs> um, we are going to. And this is probably summer content when there's like no games in the midweek. Um, we should do like a union spelling bee. And see who, who oh, does best. Oh, I like that. That's I can't, really good. And I can't be. And you know, I can't and be included. Be like going back into the the history yeah. of the union and find some names. But yeah, right? but here, here's the thing. I know how to spell Shabilko and Aristigieta, and, and you all know those. how to spell Shabilko. Yeah, it's not in front of you, right? Yeah. Spell it right now. P R Z Y. B Y L K O. I spelled it for like two or three years writing it, dude. I yeah, know, I've like, Joe. I've also done that for teams. I guess what I do, I copy and paste. Well, that's why I'm a professional, <laughs> and you're just a jabber job. Oh, what do you mean? I'm a professional. <laughs> I copy and paste because uh, I'm we mostly have, lazy, and I don't want to. I can't. I do. I would never be able to remember. We how have to spell we that have name. completely gone off the rails. One yeah. that, one nice thing about the Chicago Fire. I said something nice at so, Union uh, Soccer Pod or I in the comments on the Substack. And if the answers are creative, creative enough, uh, we'll come up with with some type of. Answer. All right, that was your wacky, wild <laughs> Chicago Fire Match Week edition of the Union <laughs> Soccer Podcast. All on the Union Soccer Blog, UnionSoccerBlog.substack.com. Joe Tanzi running things all there. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, what do you got going on this week? What are some things that readers can look forward to seeing from you, and some things that you have up now? Um. We'll see what we have. It depends on who's available this week because everybody's going to be on exercise bikes tomorrow at training, and Friday is a, a match day before. So I probably what, need to go on an exercise bike. I, I did today. Um, did you? Pe- uh, Peloton? Yeah. Patel- pe- pe- I have Patel- a Schwinn. Is it a pe- what? How, too, he, how do too, you say it? I'm too poor for a Peloton. I'm so bad that Peloton is a widely known brand, and I don't know even how to say it because well, I don't. That do may any say of that something stuff. about you. Oh, absolutely. I am out of shape, Joe. I had to move both me and then my brother in the past two weeks. Do you know how much I've learned about myself and my body in the last two weeks? I am out of shape. <laughs> you, if I had to go from Miami to a Concacaf Champions League game in four days, I wouldn't make it. You're not. That'd be the end not, of John. That'd be the end of John Jansen. Are you not in t-shirt it. shape? I'm not, man. I am definitely not in t-shirt shape. I am in. Please make sure there's winter weather throughout the next couple months as I get my bod ready for t-shirt weather. Uh, all right, that is it for the Union Soccer Blog. Substack.com. Again, Joe Tansy, follow me at jtansy 90 Follow me at jjansen34. Be sure to look out for the betting preview at the Union Soccer Pod as well. We'll be back for more Union Soccer Pod.